Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. How much time till we're on? Get on, Ron. What? We're on the air right now. I'm ready. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. For Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. And World Gym, trained for the sport you play. This is Sports. Yeah, welcome to the show. And there is plenty going on mm. this Tuesday night in the world of sport. And thank you for joining us here on Sports Day. Scotty Sattler, Matty Rogers, a.k.a. The Rat. Yes. Uh, welcome to the listeners through the Super Radio Network. If you're listening in Sydney and anywhere in New South Wales, in Queensland, in Brisbane, on the Gold Coast, if you're listening on the app or the podcast later on, welcome to the show. And the show is brought to you by Kia. Of course, Kia are the official partners of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023 and World Gym Australia, improving lives through fitness. And as we did last night, we are going to New Zealand each and every night. We're very excited. We're up and about about it. Oh, aren't we, we are. We, we love are. it. Across the ditch in New Zealand and SENZ in Auckland in 1476, Waikato 954, Wellington 711, Christchurch. 12.60 a.m. And in Dunedin, 12.06 a.m. From Mount Monganui to Cromwell. Mm. Welcome to the show. And get involved any time. Yes. So Send if you're in text. Australia, yeah, if you're in Australia, 0457-736-736. Now, we're going to make it easier for our Kiwi listeners tonight. We had another number, but a lot easier for the New Zealanders to text in. Double eight, double three. That's it. Oh, really? Double eight, double three. Oh, wow. We should get inundated with text. Exactly. Double eight, double three. Double eight, double three. Um, so get involved anytime in the show. We had a, a, a fair few of our Kiwi listeners texting the show last night about a lot of the topics we were talking about. Most mm. notably, who's a New Zealand past or present rugby league player that could make it in state of origin? And mm. on the back of that, we didn't announce our Esky giveaway winner, and that was Jared in Christchurch. So, Jared, if you're listening, one of our team will get in contact with you and you'll get one of our Sports Day, correct me if I'm right, Sports Day Eskies. Correct me if I'm right. Yeah. So, and we'll be giving away another one of those tonight and we'll be talking about that very, very soon. Now, uh, just in the last half an hour. You're listening to Sats and Rats. Breaking news. <laughs> please pull up to the service window, please. I can also deep fry the bag. Oh. You just made that a minute ago, didn't you? Like, five minutes. <laughs> so to our New Zealand okay. listeners, we have um, yeah, a lot of sound bites, a lot of, a lot of audio <laughs> that goes to some of, our, uh, some of our segments. Now, this is our breaking news because, again, our New Zealand listeners weren't on the show last week. We, we did a competition with, with Matty Rogers right here about we accused him of never going shopping and that his beautiful wife, Chloe, does all the, the grocery shopping. So we gave him four items from least expensive to most expensive, and he got basically three of them wrong. But during that, we divulged to him that 
12 extra large free-range eggs, yeah. $7.20. Just, just ridiculous you how thought, cheap they were. You thought it was outrageous. Oh, they've got to start a chicken union. A We've got to start union. a union. And Clinton Newton <laughs> should be the head of the chicken union. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But, but I tell you. The breaking news. What's the breaking, breaking news, news right? is egg prices are about to skyrocket. They've heard my pleas. <laughs> I've reached out. I've, I've, I've heard, they've heard my pleas about these poor chickens being used and abused, having to lay an egg every day. And uh, apparently egg prices, I saw in the news today, egg prices are skyrocketing. They must be listening to SEN. They must yep. be listening to Sats and Rats. Now, apparently they're going to go up to like 15 bucks. It's still like a dollar an egg. Yeah. yeah. It's still, $15? Yeah, $15 for a dozen eggs. Come on, that's ridiculous. Which I, which I thought that's what they should be. And now, I know that it's, you know, we're all doing it tough out there. I get it. Um, and I, I, I don't like breaking this bad news to you, but I, I feel a lot better for the chickens. I just think they were getting robbed. Like you think about it, you're paying seven forty for a dozen eggs. So like who pays seven forty for a? For oh well, that's what eggs. he said that the price was seven dollars twenty. Twelve extra pay? large what farm free. Four dollars forty. No, yeah, that is worse. See, you're you're you buying robbing. caged eggs, aren't you? Oh, they're free range, mate. <laughs> no, they're please. free range. You are robbing. You are robbing these chickens. Yeah, or the chicken farmers. Um, yeah, it's... Do you think the chickens are all having a meeting right now and say, you know what, we're not doing any interviews this week with any <laughs> no, media. No. We, we want, and I'm telling you, like, well, we, we, I mean, we did. No, we did, I just go to the real shops. I don't go to 7-Eleven like you, right? Well, tr- maybe. Nothing no, wrong with no. 7-Eleven. But what I'm saying is, it's like, <laughs> uh, that's the price. See, if you'd done this competition next week yeah. and you put eggs in there, I would have got a, I would have got two right. Yeah. Would have, should have. Mm. Fitzy says, why would someone in New Zealand need an esky? Well, they don't need an esky in New Zealand. They need a chilli bin. Yes. Exactly. That's Fitzy, right. do your research. That's right. So, again, the text line for New Zealand listeners, double eight, double three, and for anyone in Australia, 0457 736 736. Plenty to talk about tonight. We've got uh, one of former Origin back rowers. What a great player he was as well. Premiership winning player. Andrew Bobcat Ryan is mm. going to join us because he's also the coach of the New South Wales under-19 state of origin side. They're playing on Thursday night yes. against Queensland at Redcliffe at KO Stadium. So the next gen coming through, we're going to talk to him about that as well. He also played in a dead rubber. 2007, I think it was, he was in the back row. I want to, I want to get in the mind of a player going into a dead rubber as a New South Wales player. What the mindset's like? What are you well, playing for? Oh, well, I went into one as a Queensland player. Did you really? Yeah, yeah, two thousand. And what was the mindset? Oh, it was horrible. But yeah, you're desperate to not not be embarrassed. Yeah, like it's it matters. It's, it's purely based on pride. Oh, is it? mate, it matters. Yeah, it, I mean, to, to think that these guys aren't going out there to to rip in and and do everything they can to avoid that. Um, yeah, it's um, it's it's not a good feeling. It, to, to be honest, it's not a great way to prepare. Yeah. You know, mm. it really isn't. But um, Especially when you've got a lot of media coming down hard on you as well. Mm, mm. Exactly. Yeah, we promised him last night. So from a New South Wales perspective, we also get a Queensland perspective. The assistant coach, Josh Hannay, myself and Jace Matthews. Now, again, Kiwi listeners, we're going to introduce you to part of the show, the Sports Day show. His name's Jason Matthews. He's also goes by the nickname of Woogie. Okay, Woogie. and you'll hear him on the show most Wednesdays and Thursday nights. And we caught up with Josh Hanno last week, so we'll play that interview tonight. We've also got one of our favourite segments. Yes! 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 Like it or lump it. What are you liking? What are you lumping? Uh, You know what I'm lumping? What? That intro. 
I just, I just, I, I you don't feel yes. about it. I'm not feeling yes. it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Have to play it again. We've got to come up with another. <laughs> My intro. in-laws are missing, oh, listening in here on the roof. I was sure tell you're the one who put it together. I you think did. I did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> did. I just want a shout out to a very good friend of mine who named Stevie Bruce, two first names, Stevie who Bruce. lives in Queenstown. He's a he's a former bull rider. Lives in Queenstown now. Listening in Queenstown right now. Um, he's listening on ninety three point ninety three point six FM in Queenstown. What a beautiful place. Also, every Tuesday, of course, round 20 of the NRL. I'm TLT. I'm Teamless Tuesday, the ins and out. There's three teams that have the bye this weekend. And also a Wimbledon update with Brett Phillips as well. Now, this is Daddy Vass has put this in because he wants to take his beautiful partner, who he calls his miso. His miso. Yeah. And this is brought to you by Pickering Caravans, your gateway to unforgettable adventures. Now, I know the Pickering family. Mm. Wonderful family. Maury, the dad, and yep. Jack, the son. Great family. Got Pickering Caravans. Now, Daddy Vass wants to know what. You, you want to know the best caravan spot in the so, New so Zealand. So the best North road trip where you can, you can tow your van, you can park up, the best spots in New Zealand. Yeah, planning a trip. North uh, or south? Yeah, Gonna, oh, I don't know. I, I want these okay. recommendations to come in, but I've just heard great things across the ditch. Okay. Great, great hikes. Uh, oh yeah, great landscapes over there. And yeah, want to get in the caravan and, and okay. Head off. I've got three places for you. Yeah. Okay, right. hit me. One, Nelson. Mm. Two, Wanaka, mm. just near Queenstown. Three, Arrowtown. Oh, you've nailed it. Boom, boom, boom. No, but but there are a lot of like the scenery like. And I don't want to offend our North Island listeners, but I was, as a, as a rugby league man, I travelled I travelled to Auckland and just played rugby league and came home. Yep. When I got to play rugby and visit the country and just the, the South Island, I love the South Island. Just its beauty and, mm. you know, it's um, yeah, it's a pretty special place. So North Island, Mount Monganui. Mm. Okay. There's a place also in the South Island on the West Coast called Punakaiki. <laughs> All right. Cool little, cool little time. Like just a road. One road goes straight through the middle of it. What about right a little pub? Bit of fly fishing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just don't stand on an oval and cast down the footy field for two hours. It's pretty boring. <laughs> <laughs> There's no fish on the grass. I realised. So for picking in caravans, create lasting memories for your loved ones. Mm. Text us in if any Aussies that have been to the north or South Island. Just help Daddy Vass out with the. The, the uh, caravan trip that he's going to take his his beautiful partner on. North or South Island, doesn't matter. And so nominate some places. Mm. Plenty yeah, of beautiful let us places. Yeah, in the me, he says, sorry, rat, take your cage, chickens and eggs and fly off to the other planet with your alien mates. Go the blues <laughs> tomorrow. Just, I've got a bit of a pension for aliens, listeners, so yeah. um, I do believe in them. Yep. And um, and a lot of people don't. Now, Steve is one of our part of our whack pack. Yeah. To all the listeners out there. Evening, fellas. Sats, if you really love your loyal listeners, you'll tell your sheep joke from the last laugh. <laughs> no, I, that's disrespectful. You can't tell sheep jokes. What? Have you told one? Yeah, before, before you came on the show. Well, yeah, well, see, this is like, you've got to tell it now. No, I can't. You have to because no. now, now all the New Zealand listeners will be saying, well, what did he, what did he say about sheep? Well, I'll leave it up to the New Zealand You listeners. are. Yeah. That's you, Steve. Cut off. <laughs> Sports update. All thanks to our mates at Mitre 10 Trade. And is it fair to say Origin 3 has been a quiet build-up? Oh, it has been. Uh, I, I, 
a couple of reasons. One, it's um, the series is over. Yep. Um, it'll be it'll be vastly different if we're playing for the series in yep. this game. Um, two, um, the players haven't been speaking, mm-hmm. um, which you know obviously you know quietens the noise down a little bit. And I and I don't think you know your Freddies and your Brandies are, are all that happy with the media. Yep. To be honest, so I don't think they're going to be volunteering their services to the media to speak to them. So they're they're probably more than happy than to sit back and just you know wait till game time. Given you know they've been under the pump, there's no question about it. But I, I think you know it's just nature of it being a a, a, a game with no, nothing on the line in terms yep. of a series. Yeah, you know. And yeah. also, Billy is a sort of coach. From all reports, he, he really even game one, game two, when it comes to media access. There's no extra immediate access. It's just we just need to batten down the hatches. So leading into game three, it's been very, very quiet, other than the, the big fan day that the Queensland side had in Cairns in the first couple of days. So it has been a quiet build-up. And I, I'm interested to know – I was interested to know what was going to happen with the presentation tomorrow night because with the players boycotting uh, any media, any sort of media interviews, whatever it may be – I was wondering what was going to happen with the presentation tomorrow night yeah, yeah. to the Queensland yeah, side yeah, who get right. the who get the shield in New South Wales tomorrow night. Now, well, Daly Cherry Evans has come out over the last twenty four hours, and he's he's I suppose he's well he's allayed my fears anyway. This is an opportunity, very very proud and privileged opportunity to stand up and lift a shield. There'll be Queenslanders there in the stadium, but more importantly, there'll be a lot of Queenslanders sitting at home that'll stay up regardless of what the result is to see that moment, and I'll take a lot of pride in giving them that moment and definitely some words. Well, I'm, I'm glad that's going to happen. I'm glad that the Daly Chair Evans is going to get up and, and accept that. And I'm, Show, shows oh. a lot of maturity, doesn't it? Oh, well, I believe it's bigger than what... what like Origin's a different bag. It's, it's bigger than what the issues that are going yeah. on in the game at the moment. Yeah, yeah, it is. Okay, yeah. Oh, I agree with you, yeah. Because, because oh, like, Origin, you, you have your state invested. I mean, not that the clubs don't, um, but it's just a little bit bigger. I mean, obviously, it is... Um, and yeah, I think what he said is, is bang on. He doesn't want to take that opportunity for, you know, the Queensland supporters to not see, uh, you know, their captain get up and accept the shield that they won. Can I ask you this? And can I ask the listeners also and text in your thoughts if, if you want to with the, with the media boycott that the players and the players association put on over the last Thursday through to well currently until they can get back to the table with the NRL. If Daly Cherry Evans, who is one of the leaders of and part of the the board of directors around the RLPA and the Players Association, the representative of the players, has it watered down the boycott that the players made over the last mm, four or five days? Point. Yeah. So by getting up and, and saying a speech and in front of all the media and the fans, whatever it may be, which I'm glad he's doing, mind you, does it now water down everything that's gone before him? No, no. I, I think... I don't think it does, Sats. I think it it honours what the, the, the situation calls for. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it takes away from what has happened over the last week. Um, yeah, look, it's, it's it's still one of those situations that we all want to be over, isn't it, really? And and this is an opportunity to hear from the I'm captain. I'm starting to get really angry about it now. Um, it's pissing me off, I've got yeah. to tell you. Oh, I'm getting really – I'm starting to get angry. Well, well you know – and you can see you can see that in certain commentators on the TV, the way they're talking, and 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 you know I saw Clint Newton on Triple M the other day, and I've seen a few grabs, and you know Gordy's into him, and James Hooper's into him, and 
yeah, I, I thought a little unfairly at times. Um, I, you know, he, he's trying to do a job for the players and, and, and without a doubt, like the, the players are getting, you know, call all sorts of things under the sun mm. in regards to the situation. And he's trying to protect them from that and just trying to get the result. He's trying to get back to the table with the, the NRL to set it up. And, and the reality is Sats, it's like, it's so easy and, and the NRL are standing on, you know, the sort of, you know, we, we increase their wages 25%. It's, it's going to be 37% within the next three years. And, you know, we've, we've given them all this money. It's, so it, it's really easy for them to stand on that sort of high horse. Mm. And then it makes the players look greedy. But it's not about them getting paid more money. It's about the controlling of different funds where the money filters into for, you know, post-career and, um, you know, injury funds and, you know, all that sort Do of stuff. Do you know stuff. what? I think Clinton Newton is answering a lot of questions that are thrown at him at the moment. But he's not giving clear enough answers. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. So, to, to the so man no, on the to the man on the ground, the, the listeners, the loyal listeners like our listeners, yeah, are a little bit like a lot of people. I'm confused. I'm confused about what's actually going on, mm. and it, they doesn't seem to be any explanation for what's actually going. There's plenty going on, but we actually don't know what it is. So. Yeah. It's yeah, it's it's really starting to annoy me. I think I'll have a little bit more to say about that when we do like it. I, I, I reckon you might. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, uh, New South Wales fans, um, what do you think about this? Damien Cook could be the man to make way for Spencer Linu. Now we spoke about this last night. I said Robson, but either way, it was going to be one hooker to bring another front rower onto the bench. So it could be as of an hour before kickoff tomorrow night that Spencer Linu will be on the bench. Damien Cook could be the man that misses out. That's because Robson played eighty minutes in game one, I suppose. It's a, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Because Cook was just so good for him in in a in a in a badly beaten side. He yeah. tried his guts out, scored a try. Like he's the sort of guy you want to play with, isn't he? Yeah. He but is. Reece Robson, I mean, eighty minutes in the middle, he, he's he's a bloody. Well, he handy proved he can too. play there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, let's get to a break. And on the other side of the break on Sports Day, we're going to have Andrew Bobcat Ryan. We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym. We're back for World Gym. Train for the sport you play. And Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Nine out from the line. Andrew Ryan gets away from Hornby and puts it over the line. Oh, what a captain's try. Oh, what a captain he was also. And he did a tackle right on full time in the 2004 Grand Final, this man, the captain of the Bulldogs that night, which should be spoken about more, Rat, yep. on Michael Crocker. It was an amazing tackle. Well, you'd know about... You know, getting talk, tackles talked about. You've been living off one for 20 years. Oh, so he did. He's, he's played 12 <laughs> State of Origins for New South Wales. As we said, he's the Premiership captain of the Bulldogs in 2004. A hell of a player and a hell of a oh, nice yeah. guy as well. And now he's the coach of the New South Wales under-19 side that plays Queensland on Thursday night. And that man is Andrew Bobcat Ryan. How are you, Bobcat? Going great, boys. Uh, thanks for having me. How are you? Yeah, well, excited, I'm but probably good. not as excited as what you are come Thursday night. Now... Well, we know you're a proud Dubbo boy, St. John's Dubbo boy, but I learned somewhere over the last couple of days that you spent some time at Emu Plains in Penrith. Is that is that correct? I did, yeah, yeah. A bit random, mate. Um, yeah, my brother actually signed at the Panthers when I was in high school and we moved down for a year. So I had a year at the mighty Emu Plains Club and then uh, moved back to 
at Dubbo to finish school, then sort of moved back to Sydney after that. So, yeah, got some um, yeah some good friends and ended up sort of crossing over with Chris Levy and playing, you know, some and Grant Levy. I went to school with those boys out there and, yeah, a lot of the fellas from the, the Panthers days and Gowley and stuff over time as well. So pretty crazy. I can't believe you're allowed to play for Parramatta after reading that. <laughs> no. no, no, mate. Uh, listen, I wanted to ask you to, to it's a short, it's a short term job, but but you're overseeing, you know, the, the future of the game. Um, how's the preparation been, and and what are the, the the are the players really buying into, you know, the the coaching throughout the week? Uh, they must be excited. Matty, it's unreal to be honest. You know, I'm I'm super fortunate. You know, as you said, we, it is a, a really short turnaround. We pretty much only get a few sessions with them. It's it's like the old days of probably the 80s, you know, mm. getting the origin teams in for a few days, really. So, you know, um, they're not going <laughs> to... It might sound crazy to say, but they're, they're not going to obviously learn anything from us in this week as far as coaching or anything, uh, X's and O's and stuff like that. But hopefully we can sort of get a tight-knit unit and, and get a group that wants to play for each other, um, as you both know pretty well about about the team dynamic, you know, um, that's what it's all about. So spending time together, hopefully build that connection. But, um, but yeah, everything at this stage we've asked and um, feedback, they've jumped into everything. So I, I couldn't have asked for more so far. Yeah, nice one, mate. I, I had the pleasure of actually going and talking to the Queensland under-19 side about 10 years ago, it probably was. Uh, Kurt Wrigley was the coach, next teammate of mine down there at Cronulla. He said, come in and speak to the boys. And I went in and spoke to the boys. And then after I spoke to them, uh, Riggles comes up to me and goes, "Oh yeah, all the boys are pretty worried. You know, there's this guy and the other and the other team. He's he's like the new GI, Latrell Mitchell. You know, have you heard of him? I'm like, oh yeah, I've heard that name. And you know, we've seen him go on obviously to to do great things in the game. Who are are there any? Uh, have we got the next Latrell in camp with you? Have we got you know any superstars that you really look at and you go, wow, they've got a huge future in the game? Probably all of them, really. But I mean, some that really stand out. Mate, I, I hope so. I hope so. Look, there's certainly heaps of talent. You know, we've got. Um, Probably the one that you know really sticks out for me. Uh, he was in camp with us last year as a an underage player. Was Samuel Alafainu. He's he's already played NRL at Manly. Um, just a just a goer. Um, you know he he doesn't say a heap, but he showed a heap of leadership around this week as well. Uh, yeah, like I said, he's already played NRL and. And it was it was unreal to have him in the camp last year. He ended up being sort of nineteenth man last year, so he missed out on playing. But um, and then that's what we've tried to do this year. We've got a, another young guy, or a couple of young guys actually. Jermaine McEwen, who's come in from Newcastle, he's nineteenth man this year, a year young as well. So hopefully trying to give them drip feed them into it and, and keep them around um, these Blues teams. And hopefully, like we're seeing with some of the the current Origin boys playing now, that they've been through these pathways teams and they. Uh, they can genuinely see that there's an opportunity for them in the next few years. Now, Bobcat, you mentioned young Samuela uh, Fainu. Latu, his brother, who's wearing the number six jersey on Thursday night. Obviously, both of them have been, been in the news uh, relation to leaving Manly potentially and going to the, now the Dolphins. What can you tell the listeners about young Latu, the number six? Yeah, they're, they're, they're very different styles. You know, you spoke about Samuel and I just did too. Like, he's a big, strong middle or plays edge back row. Latu, um, I, yeah, I really like him as well. Hadn't met him until sort of we got into camp together. Um, and he's, yeah, his skill set, he's, um, he doesn't say a heap around the group, but once he's out on the training paddock, he's, he's got heaps of silky skills. And, um, yeah, looking forward to, 
getting to watch him play, actually. You know, I've obviously been able to watch him through the year um, and, and seeing what he does for club footy, but uh, seeing him mixing circles. And he's only young as well, and, and that's what's crazy. We've got another guy, Chevy Stewart. These guys are 18 years old, and they're playing against men in you know New South Wales Cup or, or Queensland Cup, obviously, for the Queensland 19s team. So it's pretty impressive what some of these kids are doing already. Yeah. Now, when you look at the opposition, Bobcat, there's um, plenty that you would have focused on as coaches, but the number nine, Blake Moser, who I've seen a fair bit of over the years and now playing Queensland Cup for South Magpies, is he the immediate danger, their number nine? Yeah, absolutely. He's probably the number one. You know, he was involved last year as well. So, um, yeah, he's certainly a classy player. Um, you did mention that they've got plenty as well, uh, but we certainly need to be good there. Fullback Brown is um he's a sensational player as well, but but Moses probably probably the number one that that you know in these types of games you know it's not necessarily about all the big shapes and all these plays you need to be you need to be good in the middle of the park defensively around A's and marches and stuff so we'll, we'll certainly need to be, be doing a good job on the week uh, on Thursday night. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Now wanted to ask you about Origin, mate. Um, go back to. I think 2007 it was. You, you, I, I like like me. You uh, also played in a game that was, you know, deemed a dead rubber, um, where Queensland had won the first two games. And, and I wanted to get your thoughts on the mindset of a player going into these clashes because it's it's a different sort of it's a different feeling. I felt like it was it was very different, knowing that we weren't playing for a, for anything other than pride. Uh, how did you go into that game, mm. you know, feeling and uh, given you'd lost the first two? It's an interesting one, isn't it, mate? Like, obviously, everything's about trying to win the series. Yep. Um, I guess in those moments, you, you have to just break it down and go, you know what, I'm still representing New South Wales. Like, you're, you're pulling that jersey on, um, your family and everyone and, and all the where you've come through and all the volunteers and everyone that's helped you get to that spot. Like, and at the end of the day, like, you're going in, you know, someone asked me the other day about the pressure origin. Is there less pressure in this game for the players because there's, you know, the, the series is done. Um, it's still an origin game. Um, yeah. And if you go in with a soft mentality, you're going to get you're going to get your pants pulled down. So, you know, it's the most, as you know, it's the most intense game there is. So you, you still want to go out there. You, you, you're on show. You want to, you want to, for, for me, it's about being the, being the player, you know, trying to be that teammate that everyone wants to be alongside, whether it's, whether you're 3-0 up or 2-0 up or 1-0 one, one all in the series, you just want to go out there and do whatever you can for your teammates. So, um, hopefully, you know, that's the mentality. You know, obviously, Queensland have got the series in the bag this year, but it's it's about going out and showing what you can for your teammates, in my opinion. Yeah. Before we let you go, Bobcat, did the under-19 side get to do any opposed sessions against the the main side? We did, actually. Fortunately, we were, we were lucky enough to do that on Sunday. So, um, yeah, caught up with them over in, in Homebush there and had... We actually spent about fifty minutes doing the post session, which was which was great for us. We weren't sort of sure how long it was going to was going to go for, and yeah, it was a fantastic experience for these boys. And um, yeah, hopefully we 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 hopefully got a, <laughs> a few lessons out of it too. It wasn't it wasn't great for us. It was only our um, pretty much our second session, so we hadn't even done any sort of any team stuff at all. So it was. It was an eye-opener for a few of them, put it that way. So I, I, I love listening to young kids when they come across their heroes for the first time, and even if even if they've spent time with them at club level. But were you amongst some of the chatter amongst the young players about 
about playing against these guys they watch each and every what was the what was the chatter amongst some of them was it about an individual player or anything in general no it was it was mainly just around the the size and the speed and all that stuff like i think they <laughs> yeah i think they were caught a bit by surprise to be honest you know um and you know blokes the the, the boys are unreal you know guys like Box on the way, like trying to chip up our fellas down our edge and stuff as well. So um, it was, yeah, it was, a, it was an unreal experience all around. But yeah, I think they were, um, yeah, I think they sort of got almost punched in the face a little bit by it, all. like it was just a bit overwhelming. So um, yeah, no, it was, it was unreal. No, well, you're a good man, Bobcat. Um, looking after these these under 19s players, the future, the next gen players. I'm sure you're excited about it, and they've got the right man looking after them as well. So listeners, don't forget Queensland versus New South Wales under 19. 7.45 p.m. KO Stadium, Thursday, Thursday night, night after Origin, Channel 9 KO and Fox Sports. You can watch that live, which is great exposure for the uh, the next generation players. Andrew, Bobcat, Ryan, good luck Sunday night. Thanks for joining us on Sports Day, mate. Thanks, Steve. So appreciate you doing this. Let's get to a break, and after that, we'll have uh, Like It or Lump It. We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym. We're back for World Gym. Train for the sport you play. And Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Yes! 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 Ugh, yeah. Like it a lump at time. We have got uh, text here for like it a lump at, which we'll get to as well. And for our Kiwi listeners, just remember double eight double three if you want to get involved. It's already started, Rat. What? It started. What? The Australia versus New Zealand rivalry. Oh, has it? Yeah. So we've got Jim Tamuka here in New Zealand. He said, G'day, guys. Teamless Tuesday. Breaking news. Eddie Jones trying to find real men to wear yellow, mellow jerseys. Oh, B wow. players, welcome try to, welcome to try out. We desperate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nice. It's that's right. be well, Actually, be careful, Jim, in New Zealand. We'll set Steve and Danger. Two of our whack pack oh, onto you. We'll send them over. As well. <laughs> like it or lump it, what are you liking? What are you not liking? What are you lumping at the moment, Rat? What do you got for me? What am I like? What am I liking? Whatever you want. Like what, or what lump. I'm liking, I'm 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 liking try July and yeah. the celebrations. Mm-hmm. But what I, I I just why can't we do it all year? You get some classics. Remember the piggy Riddell jumping the Jumping the fence at Wollongong, clapping himself and Rusty Bowden ripping the stubby off the beer and drinking it. And Can you remember when the Canberra Raiders did the ten pin bowling? Yes, and Laurie Daly was the last, did the last man shaking. Fall no, over. Justin Morgan. Just, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, mate, there's been some beauties, and and get a bit, you know, you get a bit adventurous with it. I, I know there are some coaches that probably won't really buy into it, but it's you know you got to have a bit of fun, and I think the the kids love it. I love it, so I'm 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 loving it. I'm not lump, I'm not liking it. I'm loving it. You're liking it. it, and you're loving it, but you're lumping it that it's not on all year. Yeah, I'm lumping that it's not yeah. on all year. Yeah. I want to send out a shout out to what a tremendous winger this guy was. Unfortunately, had a bad ankle injury. Gerald Yao Yi. He would have yeah. gone down as one of our great modern greatest modern day wingers. Oh, mate, I love the bloke. I I, I had a, I caught up with him. I had a game of golf with him last week, and just. He just got the best attitude. Yeah, he's got the game was ripped away from him just so prematurely. But yeah, sorry, go on. Yeah, no. So for the listeners out there who aren't aware about Gerald, yeah, yeah, back um, 
very early on in his career, played three origins, played test match rugby league for Australia, then all of a sudden horrific ankle injury, snapped, compound fractures and dislocated, yeah. snapped, snapped. He, he was told uh, yeah, he'll never run he was told he'll never run properly ever again. Yeah. Now he tried to make a comeback, it was unsuccessful for Gerald, but last weekend on the Gold Coast Marathon, he did the ten K. Which is to a lot of people think, oh well, ten k. But this is a guy that was told he'd never be able to run yeah, it's insane. great distances ever again, mm. and he got through the ten k, the Gold Coast Marathon. Well done, Jarrell. I know yep. he listens to the show, and another another like Joey Johns. He did a shout out to a young kid by the name of Tane Woodford. Now a lot of people may not know who this young kid is. Mm. He was diagnosed last year with a twelve centimeter tumor, and he had short short of breath around his lungs. So they found out that the tumour was the reason because of this. He went through intense chemo and he kept asking the doctors, when can I play rugby league again? And the doctors said to Tane's family, hey, listen, you need to have a chat to Tane. What's his main concern is actually about staying alive. Yeah, it's not playing footy. Last Sunday, he played under-21s for South Sydney. Oh, what a story. How good is it? I'm about to cry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'll tell you what I'm lumping. I'm lumping that if the players think they're going to hold the game to ransom and strike. Don't be one of them, Sats. No. You know what I'm lumping? What? People like you. Now you know what I'm lumping? What? Asking young kids like Jacob Caraz and Tanner Boyd and Blake Wilson, Talis Duncan. Mate. That, you know what, you've got to follow all the older players. No, and, you're, that, and you've got to possibly no. strike. Oh, cause I, no, because I'll tell you why, right? Tell if, me. If the, because, mate, Jacob Caraz would play for nothing. Absolutely, he would. Yep. Right, but but if he does, then the kids who come later will, will get will get nothing. But he's but we know that that precedence has already been set yeah, because okay, the we average do know that. the average first grade contract is four hundred thousand dollars very soon. Yeah, but we know. Year. Yeah, but we know that it's not there yet, right? And we, and we get that. And I know there are going to be people blowing up on the text line about just give it to him, everyone. No, just no, give it to it's, him. It's not about players making more money. It's about conditions of work so that players like you and I, Sats, yeah. who are, you know, I'm 10, 12 years retired, yep. still got issues that I have to go and pay for to get fixed. If 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 you get a workplace injury working on a on a oil rig yep. or, you know, it, it, like down working on a, you know, a roads project, yeah. do, do you reckon you get looked after? Yeah. Of course you do. Yeah, but they're not running into each other. No, no. Each every time they no, can. No, no, I, contact, get, no I get that, Sats. But it's about, it's about player welfare, Sats. It's not about getting paid more money. Okay, so if I and said to you. don't stand on the horse. Don't be the NRL and stand on the horse. We, we pay you enough money. We can do what we want to you. No, it's not doing that's what, what you want. No, but that's what they're, that's basically what they're, the message is being sort of said to the, to the listeners is uh, we pay you and we pay you enough money so we, we can we can run everything else. It's like no, you can't. So if Evil Knievel said to you, "Can you insure me for this when I'm going to ride my motorbike over four buses?" It's not about. But if I have a crash, I want you to pay for it. No, it's a little different, Sats, and that's that's not not that's not what the RLPA is asking. What they're trying to do, I believe, is they're trying to set up a fund to look after players long term. Yeah. So it's and it's where the fun, where that money goes, like who controls it, all that sort of stuff. But getting back to it, is strike possible striking, and not playing games is that the answer? I don't know. But, but what? But, but what I don't. Get, they'll but, get less but, money. But you know what? I, but, but what I want people to understand is that like it just that the NRL are going to have a narrative mm. that make that 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 makes the players look greedy. 
so that then all you turn on the players, mm-hmm. the guys that go out there and beat themselves up every week. Well, yeah, we love doing it. Don't get me wrong, and I'm not. I'm not want you to play violins or anything, but but it's, it's about like, looking after players long term. So that's, we, we've lost players in recent times. Yeah. Due to CTE. Yep. Look at Greeny. You know, I, I reckon if you tested my old man 30 years ago or 20 years ago, he would have been riddled with it. But we're learning things now and we're looking at player welfare for, for long term. It's not a, it's not just about... Well, we CTE's pay, not going to go away, but... No, no. But but I, I love... And I love what the NRL are doing. They've changed the way that they're, they've mandated head injury mm. and all that sort of stuff and they're doing the right thing. But what I'm saying is, like, this is, a, this is long term. And, and if... And if the NRL just sat with, you know, the bottom 40% of the, of the young or, or the, the bottom half of the NRL who make the least amount of money, that they play for nothing. Mm. So they just go, yeah, no worries, we'll play, we'll play, we'll do it. If you don't have those senior guys saying, guys, this is, this is setting up the future for you and, the, and, the, and those kids that Bobcat's coaching and the kids that come next year in the under-19s and those kids. And, and you might be listening here and you've got a kid who plays under-8s. In, in 10 years' time, if he, you know, exceeds or she succeeds and she becomes an NRLW or an NRL player, don't you want the best care for those, for your kids? Like, that, that's all it is. It's not, it's getting built up. Like, they're, they're fighting for the best working conditions that they can have. Is that not something that anybody would want? They're not fighting for more money. They're fighting for better working well, conditions. There is, it is about money also. Well, it's going to cost some money, it's probably. Money. It's about money. But it's more about... Where the money goes. And that's, from my opinion, that's what I believe. So I know it's frustrating. But you know what I've, real, you know what I've thought? I've, what, that, what frustrates me more is not the fight. It's how it's... Like, when I see a guy like James Hooper coming out and ripping into Clint Newton. Mm. Yeah, but he's got to have an opinion. Yeah, he's got to have an opinion. He but, gets paid to have an opinion. Yeah, yeah. If he doesn't, he doesn't have a job. Yeah, but it's like... But you, you, you were never a player. Like you don't like I, I can I can understand Gordy having a crack yeah, but but it's a, it's a very unique space. This it's a it's a fight between players and the game. Like that that's the difference. Mm. They need know? a third party negotiator. Well, that's I what's going to happen. Yeah. To sort that's what's going to happen. Sorry, I got a bit fired up there. No, he does. He gets right. a, he gets very fired up. He gets very fired up, listeners, if you're new to the show. <laughs> That's all we love. Why are you yelling Radis? Why, why don't you call me Radis Novacious yeah. or something? Who got clouds painted on the <laughs> studios? He does yell a lot, Rooster Muzz. Yeah, yeah. Let's get to a break and we'll get an update with uh, Brett Phillips in relation to Wimbledon. This is Sats and Rat for Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym. We're back for World Gym. Train for the sport you play. And Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to Sports Day. Sats and Rat, we've had to actually just pour some cold water on Rat because he's getting very <laughs> fired up. I'm just trying to say that, like, everyone just relax, but I'm not the one. I'm yeah, just... <laughs> exactly. Take your own yeah, advice. Yeah, righto, righto. Uh, Wimbledon is now streaming on Stan Sport. Watch every match. Ad-free court. Centre court is in 4K. And Australasian Academy of Tennis Coaches. That is AATC.tennis. And this is Brett Phillips. We catch up with him each night while Wimbledon is on. How are you, BP? Yeah, going well, Jen. Now, what oh, about the... Uh, the big news. Yeah, Sitsipas is gone. Upset overnight. 
Yeah, this American, he's come from nowhere. I mean, who could have written this script? There's always someone that bobs up at the majors. You just can't predict uh, when, you know, you're trying to analyse 128 men, the 128 women in the draw. And look, Chris Eubanks, you know, outside the top 100 at the start of this year. He's a late bloomer, went to Georgia Tech over in the States. He was just sort of drifting, 26, 27 years of age, actually hated grass and never played well on the surface. Then he bobs up in, you know, Rafa's uh, home island of Majorca, wins... Uh, an event, the 250 leading into Wimbledon. He thinks, OK, the grass is not too bad. He beats Cam Norrie in uh, the second round, who made the semis last year, you know, just outside the top 10. Beats the Aussie, Chris O'Connell. Uh, this guy's serving from a tree, 201 centimetres. <laughs> uh, not much meat on the bones, but he's wiry and he's playing loose. He's just going for everything. The winners last night, 53 winners off both wings, a single-handed backhand, crunching the forehands cross-court. And it was like a steam train coming at uh, Stefanos. Another missed opportunity, no doubt, for Sitsi Bass to go deep into a major. And it's sort of he, there's Alexander Zverev, there's Matteo Berrettini knocked out last night. Mm. Rublev likely to be knocked out by Novak Djokovic. They've all been knocking. They just can't get through the door. Yeah, so we've got some quarters tonight, men's quarters and women's quarters tonight. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, we get down to the last eight. So we're starting to, starting to sort out those who can you know, genuinely win the title. Um, and look, I mean, last night, if you just look at the two men that will be in the quarters in a matchup tomorrow, you know, Alcaraz and Runa, the two 20-year-olds, uh, who are the future of the game. They're going to have a great rivalry the next 10 to 15 years. Uh, that is certainly one to look forward to. But, yeah, the world number one tonight, Igor Sviantek, who, uh, you know, I think saving two match points in her last match, uh, got some further belief that, uh, you know, she can actually conquer the grass. She's conquered play. She's conquered the hard courts. Uh, she's the best player in the game. The pack is pretty close behind her. But I think tonight she beats uh, Alina Svitolina, who's riding a bit of an emotional uh, roller coaster um, in the, the French and uh, Wimbledon. Jessica Bagula, I think, is a bit of a dark horse to go you know, deep. Uh, they're still on Jabir left. And, in fact, her and Rybakina, who played the final last year, will match up in the quarters this year. So Ons would love a bit of revenge. I'm still bullish about Arena Sevalenka. I think she can certainly do some damage down the stretch. Now, you mentioned about Eubanks is what, 201 centimetres. Is, I'm probably going to answer my own question here because Rafa was only a shortish sort of player. Is, is there much room for the, the shorter players now, like your, your Diminors and uh, those Leighton sort of players? Hewitts. Leighton Hewitts. Yeah, oh, look, I mean, sport's always been the, the tennis for all types, isn't it? You know, uh, the smalls, the talls, the, the more wiry, the more uh, the more uh, buffed up. You know, it's a sport where there's so many different body shapes uh, competing. And, you know, look, I think there's little, you know, little Diego Schwartzman. He's only 170 centimetres. He's made the top 10. And, you know, John Isner, at the, the tallest, who's been top 10 as well. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, I mean, a lot of tennis now is about how you return, yep. serve. And the best return is sometimes are those little blokes who just punch hard, like dig in, and they've got the wheels to get around. So, yeah, the game for all sorts. Good stuff. Wimbledon is now streaming on Stan Sport. Watch every match ad-free, Santa Court in 4K. BP, talk to you tomorrow night. Thank you, guys. This is Sats and Rafa Sports Day. That's the end of the first hour. Really quickly, um, now, Sats, this is um, Adam from Noosa. You can really bring out the alien trapped in Rat's body when you're getting fired. <laughs> oh, mate. Oh, oh, more of your text messages next. This is Sats and Rat for Sports We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym.
for Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. And World Gym, trained for the sport you play. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show for the second hour. If you want to get involved in the show, 0457 736 736. And again, welcome to our, our new Kiwi listeners. And if you want to get involved like... Uh, like many have tonight, we're going to get to some more of your text messages. Double eight, double three, if you are one of the New Zealand listeners listening throughout the country. It's exciting to have you as part of the Sports Day family. Um, and before we get to some of those text messages and also our interview with Queensland assistant coach Josh Hannay, we've got some listeners on the line. one three hundred zero one eleven seven. if you want to get involved. Dom from Helensburg. How are you, Dom? Helensburg, Tiger. Hey, guys, how's it going? Good, mate. Well, how are you? What's on your mind? Yeah, I was, yeah. Um, just wanted to reply to your um, stance on the RLPA uh, matter. Yep. Um, I think, like, firstly, I think the players should get whatever they can because everyone should always get whatever they can in life. But at the same time, there's like the everyday Joe Blow that is, follows the game um, and play the game when you're kids. Well, some of some of us are tradies and stuff like that, which your yeah, point of the whole uh, your body being smashed up and all that stuff. Um, I can tell you, being a tradie does probably just as much yep. um, later on in life. And when it comes to the payments and stuff for when you, if you hurt yourself at work, um, I mean, more than likely if you're a tradie, you probably work for yourself because the industry sort of forces you to do that. And you have to pay your own uh, sort of insurance. Yeah, workers' comp. Yeah. yeah. Yearly, and then yeah, yeah, and then then when you get a payout, you get a payout for the injury, unless the injury uh, forced you into retirement. Then you might get paid the whole time. Mm. Um, and on top of that, you're probably you're working 50, 50 weeks of the year, six days a week. And you're lucky to have made sixty to eighty thousand dollars for the year. And I can tell you that as someone that would have loved to have been a footballer but wasn't good enough, uh, I'd take the 150 grand minimum to play my dream any day of the week, no matter what conditions. Yeah, yeah, I, I agreed. And, that, and that's, that's great, but it's also part of the issue that people would play for free. And if you just allow that to happen... No, but people are playing for no, free. No, 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 but people like will be taken NRL advantage level. of. It's not about what it is, Sats. This is, and, and I don't want this to come across facetious or, or in any way disrespectful to anybody who goes out there and works their brains out because, you know, people do that and I have the utmost respect for them. But rugby league's not that. Mm. There's a lot of money there and what they're trying to do is to get that money put into a fund that then can perpetuate, then look after players long term. Which the NRL are willing to do. Yeah, the money's there. It, it's not, it's not, they're not trying to, they're, they're just trying to work it out. And and I, and I understand, you know what what Dom's just said. Like in in relation to that, like I get that it's 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 you, you know you got to pay your union fees and your workers comp and all that sort of stuff. Rugby league's just trying to set it up for the best case scenario for players long term, mm. and, and I think that's what a lot of the arguments are over. Uh, how that's set up and where the money's structured. Now, there's no argument that the money's going to be thrown into these. These yeah. pots of money for retirement and, and injury hardship, whatever it may be. It's just, as one of the texts here says from Luke, he's more or less saying it is about money, but who controls the money? And that's the biggest concern. The NRL don't want to hand all the money over to the no. RLPA and then 
they control it and potentially spend it. it, whatever it may be. So well, they, they want yeah. some governance around how that's spent. No, I think that's fair enough. If yeah, they're putting in too. the money, I do too. I think that's fair enough. Yeah. Mark from Quakers Hill, good call there, Dom. Thank you very much for getting involved in the show. Mark from Quakers Hill, how are you, Mark? G'day, guys. I just wanted to call up and recommend some New Zealand sites. Oh, for Danny love it. Come on, let's go. Let's, let's go. go for give it. Us, Where are we taking the caravan? Top, give us your top few. Okay. I'll, I'll, do, I'll get to that in a minute. But just to the daily Cherry Evans point, I think what's going to be more significant than him presenting the shield to the fans is Guppo getting up before the New South Wales fans and saying, how did you like that when we trash Queensland by 40 points tomorrow night? <laughs> hey, That's yeah. going to hey, mean a lot while, more while to doing a, While still doing a Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Where are we going? That's right. Okay. So, so getting to the New Zealand trip, I'll go north to south very quickly. Beautiful. If you like uh, surfing, I'd go to Raglan on the west coast. Oh, yeah. North Mad Island left-hander. And 90-mile 90 90 mile beach at the top of uh, the North Island. And then as you work your way south, you get great uh, trout fishing in Taupo. And then go to Pyro, which is a small town in the North Island. It's the birthplace of L&P, which is New Zealand's greatest soft drink. They have the big L&P bottle there. I have L&P with my spiced rum. Nice. Yeah, love Mm. it. L&P is great. And then go to Matamata, which is where Hobbiton was, the Hobbit village out of Lord of the Rings. And they have the the Green Dragon Inn, which is the pub in the movies. You can have dinner banquets there and uh, second breakfast banquets and then see the movie sets. Uh, good advice, though. Don't annoy the hobbits in New Zealand. Otherwise, your history below the kneecaps. Yeah, right. Okay. And then as you, you, get work, that, Daddy? As you work your way <laughs> down to Wellington, I'd recommend Park Road Studios, Peter Jackson's movie studios there. And then sailing across Cook Strait on the ferry, the Aratika is a beautiful site on a fine day and evening. And then as you get into Marlborough, where Blenheim is and Picton, oh, where beautiful. the ferry lands in the South Island, mm. that's the best wine country in New Zealand. Great vineyards. Is great this, a lo- this is Lonely Planet. <laughs> Queen Charlotte Tavern in the Queen good. Charlotte Sounds. Yep. And then Nelson. I used oh. to live there. My mum was a Kiwi, so I'm half Kiwi. I lived over there for 15 years. Great beaches, great wineries, especially the Cypreeds Vineyard in Upper Mootry, owned by one of my friends. Her family owns the vineyard there and they do the best Chardonnays and uh, Rieslings and Pinot Noirs anywhere and then as you go south of there you've got my mum's hometown of Murchison world renowned for the 1929 earthquake which was 7.9 on the Richter scale <laughs> and you can see you know where the land has slipped uh, through the Buller Gorge there and you'll also have uh, Lake Rotoweedy and Lake Rotoroa beautiful alpine lakes in the Nelson Lakes National Park there. Yep. Then as you go further south I'd say Hanma in the Southern Alps, and it's much like Rotorua, where you have thermal springs. Yep. In other words, you can sit in the springs that heat, heated by volcanic gases. Very smelly. Snowing and under yeah. zero. <laughs> and yeah. Mark, I'm going to have to take you, mate. Yeah. It'll be like 30 degrees. You're going to, I think you're going to have to be. It'll be like 30 degrees plus in these thermal pools. And then as you go further south, uh, Christchurch is the most English city of any in Christchurch, uh, New Zealand. And if you want a good romantic interlude, Take your loved one on a gondola trip down the Avon River in Christchurch. Done that. And, of course, you can see like a uh, Canterbury (laughs) Crusaders game. Jade uh, Stadium. um, Beat them there a few times. (laughs) Yeah, Jade Stadium. And the uh, netball teams are right throughout New Zealand, so the ladies would be well catered for. Uh, (laughs) And then you've also got, as you work your way further south, come to Queenstown. You've got great skiing in the Remarkables. You've got great white water power boating with a sod over jet. 
You can do the Lord of the Rings tour for oh, all the uh, movie sites down there. Mate, we got we got to do it to you, Mark. We got we got to do it to you, Mark. I tell you what, Bart, Mark, that's, a, that's uh, an outstanding, yeah. outstanding travel travel guide. Mark, that New was that, Daddy Vass was so impressed. He, he just was getting writer's cramp for writing everything down, so he had to cut you <laughs> mate, off. The list is that long. Oh, mate. I'm going to have to I'm, save I'm, up 30 I'm, years I for this trip, I like that boys. was an audio book of Lonely Planet well, from nine, Tour Guide. 911 has texted in and said, can we get Old Mate's Travel New Zealand <laughs> review put online, please? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It was outstanding. Oh, mate. Outstanding. Thank you very much for that, Mark. Yeah. Now, yeah. Glenn. Yep. Part of the WAC pack. How are you, mate? Yeah. Oh, Mark, that was sensational, mate. It was seven minutes, 45, mate. Well done. <laughs> mate, have you ever been on line that long, Glenn? No, no, no. <laughs> but I really don't want to hang up with me tonight because it could very well be our last call for at least a month. Why is that? Oh, why is that? What's going on? Uh, well, I can't, can't delve too much into that at the moment. Glenda and I have just got to make a couple more... Um, We've just got to confirm a couple of things tomorrow, but yep. it looks like we could be away for at least a month. Right. So, so firstly, you, we, we wanted to say that we watched the Nathan Stapleton interview over the weekend and both cried unashamable. Yep. Yeah. Oh, unbelievable. We talk about playing rugby in New Zealand. I've played 18 games now, or when I say now, up to years and years ago, across both North and South Islands. And result... One zero lost eighteen. Yeah, yeah, right. uh, yeah. yeah, could never win a game, mate. Uh, yeah, we just wonder with Josh Reynolds all the best. His last game ever at, at um, on Saturday. A um, few more tears there again. <laughs> um, and uh, can we just say to to Brett and Declan all the best on Master Chef. And to Sally on Dancing with the Stars. So hopefully I can complete another perfect round. Oh, Seriously. Two in a row. Oh, mate. Two in a row. <laughs> what about Rooster? I was two years old by the time that bloke finished. <laughs> <laughs> I, He's like, well, I'm, where are you going? I'm going to get a haircut. Why'd you do it before? I didn't need it before. Steve <laughs> says, not only does this bloke know a mountain of knowledge, he also has a backstory with each destination. That's outstanding. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you. Yeah, and also, good. first time texting in, but Rat, keep it up. This is from 995. Gordy and Hoops have never sounded dumber than that interview with Clint Newton. Just a fan, but agendas. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, I've got to say, it's, it really is sort of split down the middle in relation to yeah. people's opinions on this. But uh, well, um, well, what I'm trying to say, Sats, is this is between the players and the league and, 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 and people are getting involved and it's creating angst and tension. Like, we're footy fans. Mm. We should just enjoy the footy. Let 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 the let both sides sort it out. Mm. Let's just enjoy watching the footy. Hopefully, we'll continue to watch it. Yeah, we will. Yep. They're not going to strike me. Now, of course, with SEN, we've been doing our, our challenge throughout uh, seventy days, which is the eleven of SEN's talent. Elevens of S- eleven of SEN's talent have been doing the uh, seventy day physical and mental health challenge. Goes hard, eleven and seventy. Now what have you what have you been? Been doing seventy push ups a day. I've been doing seventy I'm push-ups. I'm so today. sore too. Yeah, and you know what's too. actually hurting my abs? Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, <laughs> like, probably because I don't use them very often. And when I'm doing push ups, I have to use them. But you know, I've, was I've you noticed... a soft drink as well? Yeah, no soft drink. Have been yeah, I, haven't, I haven't. I've been strong on soft drink. Yep. Does beer count? No. No, no, yeah, yep. okay. So I'm good. I, I think have... beer's better for you than soft drink. Yeah, anyway, physically. So. I'm not yep. sure mentally yep. it is, but. Um, uh, and yeah, I'm walking every day. So just, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah nice. Good. Seventy push-ups also a good deed each day. I donated some.
close the charity. Good deed each there day. There you go. Because yep. yeah, you're normally just a right yeah. piece, piece of work. <laughs> For more information, head to sen.com.au forward slash 1170 goes hard. Now, we promised it earlier on, and Jace Matthews and I, Woogie, a.k.a., uh, mm. Caught up with the assistant coach of Josh Hannay, and he uh, this is what he had to say about the... Sats, uh, he's fresh from a junket in Cairns last week where no doubt the boys visited prawn stars. Great prawns on the wharf there in Cairns. Playpen, I wonder if the playpen's still there. And what's the other one? Rattle and rum? Rattle and hum. Rattle and hum, yeah. yeah. No doubt they visited all those wonderful spots whilst promoting the wonderful game of rugby league in Cairns. Assistant coach to the Queensland Maroons, and I reckon... Undoubtedly, the number one interim head coach in rugby league, Josh Hannay, joining us on Sports Day. G'day, Josh. Hey, evening, guys. Thanks for the intro. <laughs> did you did you get to Prawn Stars? You must have. No, I didn't. I, I've never heard of that place. We went to a couple of, obviously, there's a lot of nice places there, up there on the Esplanade, but um, that wasn't one of them. But um, awesome uh, couple of days up there for us to, to engage with the uh, community in the far north that, doesn't always get to uh, engage with their heroes and, their, and, their, and the, the stars of our game. And I, it, was a, it was a really good couple of days. And I've got to commend our players for the way they went about it. Um, they, they, they really gave themselves up for the, for the couple of days, made sure that, you know, the experience was as good as it could possibly be. I heard, Joshy, that uh, the hammer, Hamaso Tabi Ifido, was, a, was very popular. Oh, a rock star up there, mate. Yeah, he's... <laughs> um, he's He's such a likeable uh, young lad, and the fact that he's from the area uh, certainly had uh, a lot of locals coming out to, to, to see him, among others. Um, and and again, he the way he carried himself for the for the couple of days up there, God knows how many autographs he signed, or how much time he he actually gave up to make sure that yeah he got around to everyone that wanted a, a piece of him, so to speak. So um, yeah, he's, he's a rock star up there, that's for sure. So you win the series, and you're going into the game three. Did Billy address the coaching staff, yourself and Nate Miles and, and everyone that's involved and say, listen, we know that we won a series, but the vibe is no different when we come into camp or is there a different vibe knowing that you've won the series? Yeah, it's the, it's the magic question, I, I reckon. That's, and, and the reality is we won't know until probably 20 minutes into Wednesday night. Mm. Um, we, you know, there's certainly an awareness about it. I, I think what... You know, I'd like to think what's going to hold us in good stead is if you go back to game two, um, there was a lot of chat around complacency going into that game for us as well because, you know, we we're normally the underdogs going in into these contests and we were, the, I think, one of the shortest price favourites in the history of, of State of Origin. And, and, you know, so that word was being bandied around a little bit, you know, where we're going to be complacent going into that contest given we were such favourites. And I think... You know, you look at the performance and the way we uh, went about that game, uh, there was certainly no sign of complacency. So you'd like to think, um, yeah, that, that'll hold us in good stead. Uh, as I say, it's something we're aware of. It's not something we talk about a whole lot, to be really frank with you. We really we really knuckled down with our preparation and our process and, and it's held us in good stead for the last sort of year and a bit that we've been involved. So we're going to try and be really consistent going into this game with our messaging and our preparation because, as I say, we... We've got a lot of confidence in the way we, we prepare uh, for each game. I just I just love, as a New South Wales supporter, I just love what I see coming out of Queensland, particularly amongst the leadership group. Everyone seems calm, relaxed, and I know you get that feeling like when you're winning. Winning helps, right? But I look across the board, and as a Blues supporter, I have no faith in New South Wales at the moment. It looks frantic. There's lots of changes. 
Do you guys talk about the the amount of changes to the New South Wales team going into Game Three, and and, and do you make anything of it, Josh? Your thoughts on their team? Uh, yeah. Listen, I think that's a I guess a couple of your questions there. First and foremost, their team. I think this idea that um, that you know they only their best seventeen you know, is good enough is, is a ridiculous notion. They've got such great depth in New South Wales and. Whatever team they pick, right or wrong, and you know, there's always going to be debate and speculation about um, the teams that are picked. There was we had our fair share of questions around us when we came into game one. There was some some selections made that you know people external to the group didn't necessarily agree with, or or they or they didn't support. But uh, we made those selections in really good faith, and I think they've all panned out to to be really uh, really worked out really well for us. But so I think with the Blues, like. They're a great side, and, and, and I know they've made a number of changes uh, going into this game, and it's probably been forced upon them. You know, obviously losing the first two games, they've probably felt a need for, for change and some drastic change. Um, and then the other, I guess, part of your question is we don't, and it's a cliched answer, no, we don't sit around talking about uh, what's going on in the Blues' backyard. We, As I say, I touched on before, with our preparation, we, we feel like we have a real focus on ourselves, making sure that our guys are are really clear on, on what they need uh, to do on Wednesday night. Uh, we talk about having full hearts and clear minds and and uh, we'll continue to go down that path with our preparation about making sure that we're um, giving ourselves the best chance to be at our very best uh, Wednesday night. You've um, been an assistant coach to a lot of great head coaches and you've played that interim role of a head coach a lot yourself. What have you learned from, from Billy? Uh, it's a really good question. I think... Um, one of the things he has that I think all the great coaches have, he's a wonderful communicator, uh, very clear with his messaging. There's no confusion uh, amongst anyone as to what's expected of them. Um, he's very diligent. Like he, he, he dives into the game extremely well. He, he spends a lot of time um, just, I guess, peeling back the layers of the layers and layers and layers that exist, uh, whether it's analysing an opposition player or, or looking at our own players, he's he's so um, he's so diligent with that that part of his coaching, and 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 I think Keith as well. He's he, he's got a lot of respect. He's got lots of so many runs on the board, um, given what he was able to achieve as a player. And I think when Bill gets up in front of the room and talks, people listen because it's coming from a guy that's done it at the highest level. But as I say, it's also communicated very clearly and um, that, that combination certainly um, makes him a, you know, an exceptional coach. Tell you what, I went down and watched one of your ball work sessions just from a distance, I think it was going into game two, I think it was, Josh, and he was running some of the post sessions as a fullback, Billy, with Reese Walsh out and Ponga make himself available. If yeah. AJ would have been out, I'll tell you what, it wouldn't have been <laughs> such a bad replacement. <laughs> Oh, mate, I tell you, we watch him when he gets out there, like as um, myself and Smitty and us old sort of heads who can hardly break out of a jog these days. And we're watching Billy and he's move, he moves like he did when he played. He's, a, he's amazing in that regard. Now, Corey Horsburgh, I love him. He's just a throwback. And I know you'd love him as well, Josh, because I read with interest that he's taken anger management advice from Gordon Tallis. <laughs> How does that work? Yeah, that's that's uh, that's an odd odd sort of pairing, I would say. He'd be the last guy to be going to for anger management lessons, right? Um, but mate, he's he's a champion young fella. Um, he's a, he's a really good story. Uh, had a little bit to do with Corey 
um, a few years ago, he was in the under-20 system at the North Queensland Cowboys and always, um, you know, almost one of his strengths has also been one of his weaknesses in his sort of formative years in that real aggressive young bloke, plays with a lot of passion and, and certainly it's taken him a little period of time to to rein that in a little bit and, and utilise it as to his benefit and, and, and utilise it as a strength of his because certainly there was a period of uh, time where it was... Um, it was um, holding him back a little mm. bit, so to speak. So I think he's been able to rein that in. He's, he plays a lot more measured now, and yeah, he's a wonderful story. He's he's um, he's worked really hard on him, not only his game, but he's worked really hard on himself. And uh, it's a credit to him, and uh, he deserves to be here. Now, before we let you go, mate, thank you very much for taking time out to join us, Josh. He's always a good chat uh, on your your coach, your head coach of the Gold Sharks, Craig Fitzgibbon. We always talk to your players about if they're late for training or do something wrong. Apparently, they've got to do a jujitsu roll with him. Have, has the coaches ever had to do that with him at all or not? Mate, he's offered for me a few times uh, to come and join him uh, in one of his little jiu-jitsu sessions. And I've I've sat back and watched those sessions and I'm never, ever going to get involved in a jiu-jitsu session with him. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> Fantastic. You squeeze your head off, yeah. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't you what? Yeah. Mate, it's brutal. It's brutal, yeah. <laughs> no, not, it's not good. Hey, uh, good luck Wednesday night. I'm even saying that as a Blues supporter. Uh, game three, state of origin. You don't mean that. <laughs> I know. I'm, you know what? I'm actually shattered, Josh. I don't well, that's know. what Origin's <laughs> about. It's about emotion. That's I what it's a, all about. I was in Bali for game two, got abused by a chicken ooboard in, in lycra pants. I'm <laughs> never coming back from that. Oh. Yeah, people you're ruined my holiday. If you're in Bali getting abused. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you ruined my holiday. Hey, uh, game three, Wednesday night. Best of luck uh, to the Maroons, and uh, you can catch that game here on SEN. Thanks, Josh Henney, uh, the assistant coach at the Maroons. Thanks, thanks for your time. We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym. We're back for World Gym, train for the sport you play, and Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Uh, thanks for joining us and sticking around. Good chat there with Josh Hanna. He's, such a, he's a really good operator. Billy Slater believes he's the next man off the production line when it comes to head coaching jobs as well. So let's hope he gets there. Let's get to some well, of your Billy text. Billy Slater wants to be a head coach. No, Billy Slater said that Josh Hanna oh, is the next oh, man. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Just yeah. listen. Sorry. God. I was, I was reading some texts. You're fired up. Rooster Muzz is on fire. We can't right? read that out, Rooster <laughs> Muzz. 0457 736 736 for the Australian listeners for Sports Day. For New Zealand, 8833 if you want to send a text through. Thank you very much for all the text messages that have come through thus far. Uh, have you got one there, Brad? Oh, mate, a few there. Let's get to some a, of these text messages. Um, evening, lads, on the west coast of South Island. Go see Anthony Milford. Milford Sound. <laughs> <laughs> Milford Sound, amazing scenery. Fire a day cruise, takes about two hours. P.S. I was going to call in, but I've aged 20 years after listening to, to Dom, to Mark. Uh, yeah, nice. Thanks, Jace. That's Couldn't great. believe how long the number was last night for the Kiwis to text in. Four numbers is better. That's from uh, Breathalyzer. Yeah, we agree. We agree. Um, I sats and rat. Forgot to add my Kiwis, who would be awesome at Origin last night. David Kidwell and former Knights and Kiwi prop Paul Rahihi. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like him. Yeah. Like Sporty him. Gav. Loves his Newcastle players, Sporty Gav. Mm. Uh, and we've had a lot of suggestions around your 
Caravan Holiday, uh, Daddy Vass. And Glen Orkey, Glen South Orkey. Island. Yeah, that's from Cam. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, beautiful place. Mm. Beautiful place. Sats, last night you said I was on the edge of becoming part of the whack pack. This is Michael. I'm disappointed. Well, I admit I'm no Daniel from Prairiewood. I thought some of my input has been very thoughtful. And well, then, he, then he actually admits that he should be part of the whack pack about half an hour later. Well, Daniel from Prairiewood is part of the whack pack. No. Oh, he's not. No, he's the Einstein. Oh, yeah, he's part he of the is. Einstein No, he's crew. the smart. Yeah, yeah. he's, the, he's, he's too smart for our now. show. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Now, eight, uh, 237 says, Daly said he would get up and re- raise the shield for Queenslanders, not give a speech. That's going to be interesting because I think in his address to the media today, he's saying it's very important that he gets up and accepts. And I have to recheck the, the audio there to see whether he actually says that he will say something. So, yeah, yeah but again, yeah, it's going to be one of, one of those watch this space. On the NZ Caravan, boys, tell you, mate, Russell, a little English-style village up near the Bay of Islands is a cracker place for a camper van. Nice. That's from Luke, Southport. Mm. Keep your text coming in, 0457-736-736. Of course, for our New Zealand listeners, pretty easy to know, number to remember. Again, double eight double three. Um Sorry, but the fans are fed up with the approach of the players, and that's the consensus with the vast majority. We also get your allegiances as past players, but to the man, woman, and child on the street, it doesn't wash. Now, as a past player, I've got to say, 159, um, I was never really a... Well, back in 2003, uh, I told the story, I think, last night, where there was there's possible strike action. I never agreed with it because... I've been brought up to appreciate everything that the game gives you. Yep. And I know that injuries come with it. And I've got injuries today that I'd love to get fixed, but I'm not going to ask the NRL to do it. No. Um, but back in 2003, my teammate, Craig Gower, was to be given the Dalian medal that year. But he was one of the, the real flag bearers for for strike well, – not strike action, but the RLPA standing up for what we believed in and what they believed in, I should say. Now, I've got to say, fast forward 20 years and Craig Gower – regrets taking that move, which has cost him a, a Dally M, which is, you know, it's like a Logie or a, or an Oscar for a, mm. for a rugby league player. So, again, it's one of those things, be careful well, what you wish for. Well, yeah, well, well Scott, uh, well, Bondi Jack says, 100% spot on, but it's you, Scott, 100% spot on with the evil Knievel anecdote. I know Scott, who texted him before, pay my medical bills 12 years later. After I choose to be a highly paid in the most violent contact sport, yeah, right, right. You're dribbling like you're at the Grange. Um, yeah, I, I get what you're saying there. But, mm. but what I'm saying is that the money is there. What they're trying to do is they're trying to set up a fund that will, like I said, perpetuate. And if it's there to do it, that's what should happen if the players want it because it's, it's, they're not taking more money off the NRL. Mm. And... and but Way Graham on uh, on I think it's called Footy Talk. You, you, you hear him explain it because they're not they're not trying to get more money. They're just trying to, um, I guess, use it differently um, so that players can be looked after long term. I, I get that, you know, a, a lot of trades and and jobs and you know they'll they'll fix the injury, but they're not going to look after you, you know, thirty years down the track. But if the opportunity came up where they could do that, would you not want that? Of course you would. So that that's what they're that's you know part of you know the fight I guess yeah you know? so that's a rat rat is correct on the RLPA issue this is Tommy from Sydney he says I suggest everyone go to the RLPA website where they clearly state what the main concerns are how about these journalists who are bagging the RLPA well Tommy I, I suppose the journalists 
they they feel as though that they're getting a part of the game taken away from them, mm. and they've got to have an opinion. They've, they're paid to have an opinion. Yeah. If they don't have an opinion, but, but they don't have a job. But, 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 but an educated I'll, I'll opinion you, would be you nice. What you mean with your text, Tommy? Yeah. yeah, educated opinion would be nice. Yep. You know, like not not just shoot from the hip, and you know. Well, I think they don't shoot from the hip. Some I, do. I, well, I, I some yeah, definitely do. I reckon a majority of them will. They have to have their facts right because if they don't, they don't have a job. Mm. Uh, let's get to some of the news. Uh, Polaris Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. And what do you make of this? JT has received an official warning by the NRL for oh. over-celebrating on the sideline in Origin 1. Oh, just just ridiculous. I mean, where's the – hit the button, please. Like, it is – this is Come Origin. on, that's ridiculous. Uh, look, I understand, you know, there's a lot There's a lot of moving parts in a, in a round of footy. Yep. You know, like, there's a lot of moving parts. So they've, they've got to have some pretty hard and fast rules. They've got to be black and white. But this is Origin. It's one night, you know, everybody on each side of the fence here, you know, be it if it's the New South Wales and coaching staff and, and extended sort of staff and players that are sitting on the bench, like, let them go mad. Like, if something good happens, like, I mean, is, is it that big a deal? Mm. I mean, they're not running on the field. No. They, they, what, what did JT do? He, stu- he stood out of the box. Gus Gould nearly used to run on the field when mate. he was a coach, oh, celebrating. Mate. I loved it. <laughs> mate, Gus Gould did a lot of things. Remember right. Choppy Reed? Yeah. Oh, sorry, Choppy Reed. Uh, <laughs> Choppy Close. Choppy Close when Matty Bowen took that intercept in 2005. Yes. And... He, he gave the finger to the news. <laughs> flipping the bird. <laughs> and it was on the front page of every paper the next day. Mate, it's, it's origin. Come on. Yeah. Like, just let it go. Like, yeah. Anyway. Have we got a caller there? We do. Apprentice kid? <laughs> Brenton? That's good enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, We've got Mark from Wollongong. Mark, how are you, mate? How are you, Mark? Hey, boys. Well, I said to the producer, I've got 20 minutes, haven't I? Everyone yeah. else has on this show. <laughs> oh, so. You've got about a minute, unfortunately. <laughs> Let's go. What are you, what's yeah, on your mind? Ah, uh, my daughter became a South Sydney supporter against my wishes, and she don't. And she bought into the the history of the club, and she was only twelve, and she got the the book that your dad wrote, Scott. Yep. And um, I was I was really blown away by sort of the maturity to take it in and read that, and she appreciated it. And then, um, unfortunately, after passing of your father, she purchased the jumper with oh, the half yeah. rabbit, and yep. she got it the other the other day. And it's got your dad's little insignia on it. And, um, yeah, she just loves it. And um, I just wanted to tell you that, that, you know, someone who's 14, young lady, and um, she appreciated what your dad did all those years ago. Oh, that's outstanding, and, uh, Mark. I I was gonna, obviously, she's obviously she's had a, a pretty good yeah, history lesson from, from a dad around <laughs> yeah, rugby league so. as well, which yeah, is yeah. great to great to hear. Good on you, Mark. Well, that was outstanding. That's yeah, good. Well done. Yeah, Thank that's, you, That's what the game's about, isn't it? It, it really is. It's his birthday in a couple mm, of weeks. And Tamara said, on your app, nice to see someone in the media look past the money and control and recognise that the well-being of the players is important. Well-being is very important. Mm. Well-being and, and life after rugby league is difficult, trying to f- navigate your way through those those next 12 to 18 months. It's mm. If you haven't invested your money wisely uh, or you haven't set yourself up from an education point of view, um, which could be better from players. Not the game. The game provides a lot of opportunities. Players have got to use the spare time in the back yeah, half of their got to, careers. They've got to utilise that. To really educate yeah. themselves. Because I can tell you, listeners, they've got a lot of time on their hands. Well, well I'll tell you now. Like, when, when Sat tonight, when you and I came into the game, yep. like the, 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 the tertiary staff or the, you know, educating yourself for life after footy, it was not existent. No, exactly. It, it just wasn't there. And, and I will say this. The NRL have done truckload it's up to the players to take that on board um 
Yeah, absolutely. But the NRL, and I mean, the game has come a long way, mm. a long way, in, yeah. in in many ways, shapes, and forms. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, let's get to a break. And those, uh, that new NRL update was for Polaris. End of financial year deals have been extended to the end of this month, 31st of July. So that means you get up to $3,000 worth of free accessories on the Polaris Rangers. We're going to have a netball update next. And also, we'll get to the rest of your texts. We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym. We're back for World Gym, train for the sport you play, and Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Well, this goal will be monumental, and Lucy Austin, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Tanya Rock's their coach said, why can't it be us? Well, in five seconds time, Tanya Rock, you know it can be you. Yeah, they were the final moments of the Suncorp Super Netball Grand Final last week. It was an amazing game. What about? It was unbelievable just, in front of just under 10,000 people. And, mate, they were going absolutely bananas. So this is obviously Adelaide. The Adelaide Thunderbirds are the, the premiers for 2023, as you heard there, first time in a decade yep. against the Sydney Swifts, and New South Wales Swifts. And um, this was in Victoria at John Kane Arena, and there's 10,000 people there. Yep. This game is absolutely flying, and what a game this was. Went into extra time, Rat. The end result, 60-59. One goal and extra time to the Adelaide Thunderbirds. Outstanding. It, was, mm. it, it toed and froed throughout the game. Is, is I think about half time, the Swiss were a little bit behind, but they got their way back into the game. They clawed their way back. Do they have like a mascot? Do they have like Virgil? You know, like Virgil, the thund- Thunderbirds. <laughs> oh, go walk down the... You know, remember the Thunderbirds? Oh, I love the Thunderbirds. Oh, I love the Thunderbirds. Yeah. But, mate, amazing. Um, geez, New South Wales are doing it tough. They can't get a win, can they? The New no. South Wales Swifts get yeah. done. Their origin team. Oh, well, maybe that'll change uh, tomorrow night, won't Yeah. We'll see. So, congratulations to the Adelaide Thunderbirds. Absolutely outstanding. Now, they finished second after the regular season. Swiss with the minor premiers. Beat them in the in the grand final qualifier, of course, yeah. to go through, to be the first team to go through to the grand final. The Swiss had to go the long road. Um, but the Thunderbirds, they're... Their first, their first half was well, they just had eight, phenomenal. They had an eight-goal lead at half-time, yeah. but the Swifts fought back yep. to get it to, to tie it up. Um, oh, mate! And at the end of normal time, before Adelaide broke their hearts, yep. You know, with a one-point victory after overtime. And what well done match. to Eleanor Cardwell as well. She's named the Visit Victoria Player of the Match for her outstanding performance. So she's left a real legacy. The outstanding. So remember that SunCorp Super Netball is here to inspire. It's all about the passion. Personality, athleticism, unity, the team, and empowerment. And also Flight Centre. They're the real deal centre. They've been playing centre for 40 years. Now, uh, let's get to some more of the text messages. Really nice text just came in here, and I reckon it's spot on. Here, here, Mark. John Sattler is an Australian hero. He, he's our Joe DiMaggio. His strength and courage is the stuff of legends. There will never be a quite like Sats. He stands alone. RIP Sats. Thanks so much for the memories. Yeah, thanks, that's 137. Cool, that's, that's very that's nice. Very Thank cool you very text. much. Mm. Um, some more of your texts around a number of issues we spoke about. Uh, 
Uh, we've got here rat beer is a hard drink, not a soft drink. So six again. Play nice, on. I like it. That's from Michael. <laughs> sugar is apparently sugar hasn't been doing seventy days hard. He's all over the shop. He's all over the shop. <laughs> he is He's everywhere. He started ten days late. Yeah, I know. Now mm. Mick, our publican from WA, he always listens in. Yep. What pack is your favourite? Because we've got the whack pack, and we've got the Brainiacs. Mm. Okay. Uh, what, I'm starting the new one. What pack is your favourite WA listener? Part of uh, I know my comical value has its benefits. My Esky got here today. Thanks, legends. Love the show. Well, well, if if he's comical value, it's a he's a whack pack member. No, mix. I think mix out of the whack pack. He's out. Yeah, he's he's too smart for the well, whack pack. They, I think that he's I not silly enough. They've got to, You got to get voted into that too. I yeah, you got to do something stupid. It's pretty hard to get. You got to be annoying. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's not annoying. Yeah. I might start the Rat Pack. The Rat Pack. The Rat Pack. So what are Just, the what are the credentials to get oh, into the mate, Rat Pack? You got to be passionate. You got to yep. care about the game. Mm. You got to you got to. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's got to be a bit of a lunatic. He could be the chairman of the Western Reds. Yeah, he could be. Yeah. The new the new franchise. Yeah, yeah Mick. Under the new franchise. Yeah. Um, well, I got a text here from um, our smartest listener, from Dan from Prairie. He says, Satin Rat, the media boycott is a farce. If it's a bona fide boycott, that involves everything, every day and night. Not picking and choosing to speak on Monday to Wednesday, then zip the line on a Thursday to zip Sunday. Yeah. Zip the lip, sorry. You can't be half pregnant. It's embarrassing. What is even more embarrassing is it took four days for a fact sheet to appear on the RLPA website outlining issues which weren't conveyed in detail in any of Clint Newton's media interviews. Listen on the SEN app, Daniel from Prairiewood. He must do a lot of research. Yeah, what, what I will say though, like is it, is, is it the RLPA's job to, to come out and just in detail go over the players' business that they're dealing with with the NRL. Like, they're trying to get a deal done for the players. Yeah. is it, it, I mean, are we being too, I guess, onerous on the players thinking that we, we need to know everything? Like, I mean, I don't know where you stand, like, player, like people saying, oh, the, the players' salaries should be public and, you know, all that. So I'm just like, oh, I don't know. I mean, I, I are fans being too onerous on that, or do do we need to know all that stuff, or do we just need to in, like love the, and enjoy the game? I don't know. Well, I'm I'm going to go look at the RLPA website if it mm. has got a. You know, I don't need a detailed explanation. I need a layman's term ex- yeah, explanation. Yeah, that, well, that's what we want. Which a person in the street just wants to read. This is what we want. This is what we require, and it's not too much to ask for. And yeah. the more reports, the NRL have agreed to pretty much most things. It's just. I'm, I'm not going to talk about it anymore. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't yeah. want to talk about it either. But uh, Steve just said you've got to be a parabasher to join the Rat Pack. Yeah, Nick. true. <laughs> yeah, it's good, Steve. I yeah, like yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Um, good evening, Sats and Rat. My lumpet moment from the weekend was the ref putting to Arne Milne on oh. report and then putting on report again and into the bin. Oh, That's yeah. double dipping. I'm, didn't I'm, like it. I'm, I didn't like any of that at all. You, you see, it was when, like, he, he, he was, he hit. Tane Milne, Tane Milne bounced back, and Tane Milne's right left arm was sort of was wrapped Ryan around Sutton. the side of him, yeah. around Ryan Sutton. He, he dropped his head and kept driving with his legs, and Tatola came in and hit him from the side. So hit him on the back and, of the and head cr- like a crusher. And like, like crushed his neck into his head. Like That's what did the damage. While he was still running. It, it, wasn't, mm. it wasn't the fact that Tane Milne hit him in the head with his shoulder. Like, yep. It's just, you know, just some overreactions. I agree. It was, it was a very much a lumpet moment for me yep. on the weekend. Let's get to a break, and after the break, we'll wrap the show up and also get to some more of your text messages. 
We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym. We're back for World Gym. Train for the sport you play. And Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Let's wrap the show up and get to your text messages, as many as we can. We've got so many texts, and if we don't get to them, we apologise. But mm. keep texting tomorrow night. We'll get through to them. And then Thursday night. And actually, Daniel's already he's already picked a group for, for Mick, hasn't he, from, yeah, from yeah. WA? Yeah, you've been inducted, Mick, into the uh, intelligent group. Uh, I know he, 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 Mick just texted. He said, I'm all about para bashing. No issues there, boys. But um, Daniel's just said, gents, Mick from Margaret River has an IQ over 10. As chairman of the Brainiacs, mixed with us. Yeah. So <laughs> you're in the Brainiacs, mate. Now, Rocco, Keith and Chan. Hi, guys. We're just doing the New South Wales team for next year and come to the conclusion, Dylan Edwards, because he hasn't been picked this time, there's no chance. All the fullback talk around who will replace Teddy. Well, we can't see anyone beating Melbourne's Ryan Papsmeer. Pappenhausen. <laughs> Pappenhausen for the thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Well, well they, they've, they've got drink water in there now. I'm not yeah. sure any experience. So you'd think that he'd probably be the one. Danger. Uh, says uh, Bell Block, one of New Zealand's most beautiful places, well, one of the most beautiful places in the world. Believe me, in camper vans, went all over New Zealand. Absolutely beautiful place. They say if you if your car goes to Pommy Land, then go to NZ. Yeah, yeah. I've been in a caravan around the South Island. Yep. outstanding it was. Mm. Um, Rubber Borough tomorrow says say good day to uh, Kakapu uh, Road in Wanganui. Wanganui is it? Wanganui. Yeah. yeah. Um, we will be lifting the shield not far from where where you turncoats were born, Fitzy. He will be lifting <laughs> the shield. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Cherry Evans. Hey, boys, I think the RLP have dropped the ball on this media blackout. They picked the week where half the teams aren't playing. True. The ones that are missing, their stars, and it origins are dead rubber. Probably the most interesting week of the season. So uninteresting week of the season. So I haven't really noticed it, to be fair. Brad from Redhead. And yeah. maybe again, maybe that was the RLPA saying, we don't want to go too hard. Yeah. So we'll go the halfway. Yeah. I mean, they don't want to damage the game. Yeah. They just want to get their message across. Evening, boys. Justin Horro put out an episode with the RLPA this afternoon. They went su- super in-depth into some of the issues at hand. Mm. Oh, it'll be interesting to check that out. G'day, sh- lads. You, how are you getting it? SEN is slant today. Another great show. Thanks, Liam. Appreciate mm. it. Time for this. On Sports Day, it's time for the last laugh with Scott Sattler. He says, I can't believe I just wandered in. I, he's coming right in. He's going to do something after me. There's a true story. A mate of mine, he's a professional fisherman. He's just started dating a mermaid. Yeah. He <laughs> met her online. Right. Yeah. Thanks for Josh Hannay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thanks to Josh Hannah, Andrew, Bobcat, Ryan, and also you, the listeners, for your text messages oh throughout God. the night. Origin, tomorrow I'm, night. I'm, I'm sorry, myself. New Zealand. I'm sorry. And Woogie <laughs> will be bringing Sports Day to you. Stick around tomorrow night. Can't wait to talk to you then. Oh